0: And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Chick-fil-A to my Popeyes. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? No, what you got for me, Nick, because, well, besides a competent football team, because you definitely don't oh, have that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't have that in the Bengals or the Cowboys. Right
1: <laughs> I just want to, guys. If y'all want to switch your fandom choice, Lamar Jackson's really, really <laughs> fun to root for. So, I can't with express your, my joy. Your arbitrary Ravens fandom. I don't know who I love more, Luca or Lamar. This wow. is really tough all right. for me. Right, all right now. we're done. This is why, why did this really, become about really really the Ravens tough. again? Anyway, let's go. Let's go all the way back uh, to your original chicken sandwich, which is not well. It's Chick-fil-A, but. <laughs> You finally tried Popeyes chicken sandwich. It's
0: back. And I got one. It's back. And I was I was Was bit- the line crazy? It was not. It was not. Wow. I got it near Orlando when we left Disney the other day. And it was very good. But here's the thing. Here's the catch. Ooh, ooh. I'm ready. The sandwich and Popeyes itself falls into one of my classic tropes about NBA players. <laughs> Apparently, Popeyes is about Popeyes is a 50% player (laughs) because my wife and I both order a sandwich. She orders a side of mashed potatoes with hers. And I was like, why would you get mashed potatoes? Interesting. (laughs) At a fast food place. But that's what she wanted. And she's very specific about what she wants with those kind of things. I get the fries. And my sandwich is absolutely perfect. It, it seemed like it just came out, just the right amount of mayonnaise. The pickles were perfect. It was, you know, the crispiness of the, the chicken was just so good. The bun was toasted just right. And the my wife's was awful. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was soggy. It was soggy. There was no mayo on it, there's like two pickles on it. The bun was, like, She squished. hated it. It was so bad. And her mashed like potatoes were everywhere. The her mashed ro- The lid on her mashed potatoes was off, and so there's mashed potatoes all over her back. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how much you're laughing about this. <laughs> oh, because it was so fun. I gave her a bunch of mine. Ma- I let her take a bunch of bites of mine, so don't oh, worry. Oh, that's man, adorable. But, but it was just funny. I kept laughing because... That's what, Popeyes is a 50% player. Popeyes is a bench player coming off the bench that gives you one good game every, you know. <laughs> All right, so who's the Mavs
1: player that is, <laughs> who's the Popeyes Mavs player? Maxi. <laughs> no, hey, he
0: doesn't Maxie's, give you really Max bad playing games. playing good right now. Dwight, how about Dwight? Okay. I'm trying. I don't want to I
1: don't want to bash it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I just found that hilarious because we just had we got the we had the same thing at the same restaurant at the same time and had completely different experiences. And that's uh that's what you get. So if you had it and you don't like it, go try another one, it might be amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you can wait through the line because I've went through or went by Popeyes here in Dallas and everyone I go by, the line is back out into the highway again. Like, That's oh, wild cool. because
0: I there wasn't a line at all at mine and it was 6 something, which is wild. All I'm right, listening. on the podcast today, we're going to break de- we're going to preview the Mavericks game against the Celtics. There's some interesting things going into this game we'll talk about. And then I want to have a conversation about the Mavericks' rough starts because right now, if you go by the numbers, the Dallas Mavericks are only they're only losing one quarter. If you just average out the, you know, the the difference between the two teams, they are losing the first quarter, <laughs> and they had a forty to twenty five quarter against the Blazers. So that number is a little skewed the other way. So they should be losing by a lot more. So let's uh let's get into the the rough starts and figure out a way that the Mavericks can fix it and just different things that we would try and uh, see what the Mavericks are going to try in these next couple of games. So. All right, Isaac. What do you want to do first? You want to talk about the Celtics game? Uh, sure. Let's talk Boston. All right, we'll do that. But before we do, let's get to a couple of these iTunes review questions. <laughs> you just asked me. What do you want to do first? I know three for a loop. <laughs> um. Okay. Couple. Couple of iTunes review questions from you guys. Uh. Actually, we got an update on one of our iTunes review questions. Update. Yeah, you just you texted it to me today. Oh yeah. Yes. So a while back, someone
1: uh, sent us a iTunes review, five star, because that's the ones we'll uh, will respond to, and ask, "Hey, I would like some um, advice on proposing uh, to his girlfriend at the time." Pur-posing. and Did I say it wrong? <laughs> he said <bur-posing. laughs> proposing. Proposing. I guess it was just um, an accent. But. Proposing, <laughs> and. <laughs> Anyway, we gave advice on the podcast. Uh, we both shared some different—I um, don't know—pointers, tips, things that worked well for us. Um, and yeah, it was cool. Got a uh, got a long DM today and said, "Hey, I was the one who asked that question," uh, and he proceeded to yeah share all the different things. A lot of things we shared on the podcast, tips and stuff. It all worked out. It was great. Shout out uh, they to the families there. Yes. Uh, so congratulations. To you guys in uh, engagement. This is a fun, fun, stressful, but really fun uh, stage of life during the engagement process. So, hopefully it's great for you guys. And thanks for reaching out and telling us how it went. Yeah, shouts. Shouts to
0: Devin and uh, his beloved, whoever Whoever you are. All right, a couple of our iTunes review questions we have now. Maybe we'll change the lives of some of these people. (laughs) This is from uh, reviewer445. After all is said and done and their respective careers are over, who, between KP and Luka, will be the most iconic Mav? I feel like this one's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously lean
1: Luka, especially just because, I mean, Luka was drafted here and stuff too. But, yeah, I mean, right now it's hard to say KP. You know, what does it look like eight years from now? What if they've won a couple titles or... You know what does it look like? Well, say I don't it want to go again, the,
0: Isaac. Say it again.
1: I don't want to go down a super dark path either. No, but no, stop, stop. What if KP stays for like the rest of his career? What if Luca does not? No, that was not where I thought you were going to go. Oh man, I'm that just saying. Worse. Like right now, it
0: feels like you know, yeah, Luca's the obvious answer to that. Absolutely. And then from uh, Jacob, N forty one hurdle. Uh it's Jacob but with a K which I always feel like is Jacob, right? Isn't that the way? <laughs> I don't know Purtle. why that my brain yeah, immediately goes to that. I think cuz Jakob Pertle's name is like that. He says love the pod of daily listener my question is who do you think will get more triple doubles in this upcoming season, Luca or Russell Westbrook? Oh, Good God. question. I think so what, far How many does Russ have? Russ is Russ has gotten a few. Let me look that up while you while you talk about Luca's triple doubles.
1: <laughs> uh I thought Luca's uh, assist would definitely go up if he can i mean right now he's averaging a little under 10 assists a game and that would put him over the triple double mark as far as averages uh, go and i was just talking with my dad earlier today and i was like it's crazy right now that luca literally i was telling him i was like This might sound crazy dad but luca's the top 10 player in the league and he's like whoa okay <laughs> like and but he wasn't like opposed to us and then i kind of gave him my pitch for it and I said it's just crazy. Well, yeah, your dad just
0: saw Luca go head to head with LeBron, and
1: just he did. But it's still just that my my dad is really old school with hey, you got to prove it first. You got to put your time in the league, like all yeah, all this stuff. And I was like, he was baffled that I was saying that he's a better overall player than Kyrie Irving right now. And he was like, man, it's crazy how fast Luca's got to that level. But Kyrie Kyrie
0: has done exactly one more movie than Luca, so I mean, (laughs) it's true. Luca will be. what movie will Luka appear? Um,
1: <laughs> I've, but no, yeah. So Luka,
0: Luka's played nine games. Westbrook has played eight games. Luka has four triple doubles leading the league. Westbrook has two. LeBron has three. Jokic has two. Will Luka lead the league in triple doubles? Let's put it that way. Because he still does.
1: Ooh. I mean, I lean, that, I lean more towards LeBron than Russ just because i think lebron is going to I mean, he's leading the league in assists
0: right now it's like it's a different kind of season for him
1: yeah it's a different role for lebron now and i could see him like really pushing for that and to have the most and westbrook yeah. is actually at under under 8 assists per game okay i'll go this far i think luka and lebron have more triple doubles than russ this year
0: yeah i think that's not i think that's not hard to say right now for sure cuz they are i mean well Russ is what average triple double the past two seasons. True, uh, but he's he's not he's playing with Harden now, and it's a different team. That's,
1: that is very anyway, true. So
0: yeah, I think we're we're both going to pick Luka on that one with LeBron. I think I might pick LeBron. Um, oh well, wow, no way. <laughs> all right, let's just move on. From, <laughs> let's move on from that. Coming up, let's get into the Mavericks game against the, the Boston Celtics. We'll preview that a little bit, like Isaac requested, and uh, I'll stop talking about LeBron. <laughs> But I won't.
1: So, did you see the? Did, did you see the? LeBron what are you doing? Kick? We just. <laughs> no, 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 no. Somebody tweeted out. It was. It was like Yahoo or somebody tweeted out this LeBron defensive highlight clip, just... <laughs> and and they literally said LeBron is like locking down the season defensively, and I just laughed at watching the video because. Over half the plays that they they shown in this clip was literally LeBron just like picking up a ball out of mid. It wasn't even like him locking down someone. <laughs> Would you say locking down someone is a chase behind block?
0: I don't think that's locking down in my in, in my definition. I mean, it's a defensive highlight. I mean, but sometimes these highlights and I work for a highlight channel I understand how presenting highlights is. We post lots of yes. clips all the time and you understand the titles that you can you know, get some more views. Like, oh, like I posted one one time, just being facetious. Like, Luca absolutely destroys this guy, and everybody, you know, a bunch of people got in my case. But you get a ton of engagement for it, and so sometimes facetiously, you kind of put those out like that. Okay, okay, okay. So, anyway, I, I just yeah. took exception about that. I think that t- I think you're reading into the title too much. The
1: LeBron locking down Larry Markkinen. That was a lockdown play. Yeah, which man, Larry tried <sighs> that. That's him locking down. So I just laugh because. I've just been in this camp for a long time that I think his defense has just been overhyped for a while. But anyway, let's get back to Boston. All
0: right. You'd stop right in the middle of a break, so we didn't get you. <laughs> I was like, vamped right into a break, and then you go, but I'm not. <laughs> We've only been doing this for 600 episodes. It's not like, I don't know, what, three years? All right, coming up, we're going to get into the Mavs game against the Boston Celtics. We'll talk all about it so we'll get to the Boston Celtics and Isaac will stop talking about LeBron James coming up. Maybe. Okay, Isaac. All right, Isaac. People get upset when I don't say all right, Isaac after the break. I even do it they when do. You, I even do it when you're not here sometimes. So it, it really messes up people's rhythm. The Dallas Mavericks playing the Boston Celtics. Gordon Hayward is going to be out for sure for this game. He fractured his left hand in a collision with LaMarcus Aldridge on Saturday. He is visiting a hand specialist. Imagine being a hand specialist. You just look at hands all day. That's just your job. You know all about hands. You look at hands all day. Hmm. You're a doctor. So, like, if you're on a plane, they're like, Is there a doctor in the house? Like, Yeah. Is there anything wrong with his hand? No. Okay. Well, Hmm. what do I do then? (laughs) Hand specialist. They can probably do other things, but he's going to see on Monday if he needs to get surgery. He's definitely out for this game. He has been incredible this season, actually. He's averaging yeah. just under 19 points a game, seven boards, four assists. He's shooting 55% from the field, 43.3% from three. He is he also is included in three of their top five you know best lineups, um, and their their starting lineup has been amazing with with Hayward, Tatum, Kemba, you know, and throwing anybody else, Tice, you know, Jalen Brown, whoever else, whoever's the fourth and fifth guy, they've been amazing with them. You know. Rick, I thought it was coincidence that
1: a dumb coincidence because I wish he didn't get hurt. Um, for the Mavericks' sake, it's a little lucky on their part because yeah, they're gonna get a Hayward-less Boston team, and they might get a Kyle Lowry-less Raptors team uh, yeah. coming up on Saturday, but. Uh, The other night before the Knicks game, uh, this um, New York reporter asked uh, Rick Carlisle just about Porzingis and just his recovery and what they're expecting and stuff. And Rick kind of went off beat and brought up Boston uh, just kind of on his own and brought up Hayward on his own by name. And he said he started to do the comparison a little bit. It's not exactly what you want to (laughs) hear a lot of times, uh, especially in this situation about how long it took Hayward to get back to where he is now. And, And, Rick bringing up Hayward's name and you know regards to Porzingis, but he brought him up and he's like, hey, I've been looking at you know we've been starting we started looking to Boston tape just a little bit uh, with the game coming up on Monday, which is you know today. This is him talking on Friday, and he said, you know, you look at Gordon Hayward's season and the incredible season he's having so far. It looks like he's back to his normal self. He's just playing really good basketball, and he talked, he's like, look how long that it took Hayward. To get back to where he was, and, you know, a full
0: season, training camp, a summer, and, and how, how and Hayward had flashes too during the season. I remember there was a couple of playoff games where we were like, man, Hayward looks like he's really back, and you know, it just he couldn't string together a whole season like he like he was this year.
1: Yeah, so he was just bringing up that Hayward thing of saying, hey, it's the patience, it's the long road in that, and he said sometimes it's it's hard for the organization, it's hard for fans. He said, but. You know, more than anyone, it's harder for Porzingis. He said, because KP wants it so bad right now to be clicking on all cylinders and stuff. I don't, now, do I think it's going to take that long you know, as Hayward? No, uh, because he's just been out for so long and he started practicing, you know, back at the end of last year and stuff. But just the patience thing with Porzingis right now. And I just thought he compared it to Hayward and then bam, Hayward gets hurt and all that. So it's a huge, unfortunate thing for Boston, but Boston's been. Playing, I mean, I picked him as my three seed this year. I feel confident about it, but now Hayward's going to be out for a bit. Uh, but they still got a, a, a talented team, smaller team, but talented.
0: Yeah, definitely still a talented team. Uh, Hayward was a huge part of. He's a huge part of their ceiling, I think. Um, the mm-hmm. you know that he what what he can add to this team, but they still you know still have Kemba, still have Tatum, still Jalen Brown when he's healthy, Marcus Smart. Uh, but they're they're kind of not really a deep team. I mean, their bench. It really feels like it falls off. It goes to um like Semi o'gile and uh Robert, Carson Robert Williams. Carson Edwards, you know, the Time Lord, Robert Williams, uh Daniel Titus. Wanamaker. And his canter is day to day right now. He did not play on Saturday. He has not played since the opener, essentially. Um, so I don't expect him to play against the Mavericks. If he does, then the- <laughs> it might be better for the Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cancer fan. Uh, the Maver- the the Celtics are currently number five in offensive rating, and number five in defensive rating as well. That that surprised me, but they just have wings that can lock up, and this this could be a big Porzingis game.
1: Yeah, I'm so intrigued with how both teams. I'm excited to watch this game. First of all. Um, it's a good test on the road. It is. It's a good test in Boston. I'm intrigued just how they're going to match up because I wonder if Dwight Powell will play much in this game. I wonder if he'll start. I don't think he will start because, you know, their front court right now has been Daniel Tice, like you you just said, and Jason Tatum as as a four, Uh, but with Hayward at the three. Now who do they move into the Hayward spot? Do they leave Marcus Smart in the bench unit? Do they push Marcus Smart to the starting unit and have – I mean, really, they got two guys that you could throw at Luca in Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. I think I would move Marcus Smart up there and put Marcus Smart on Luca. And I'm not gonna lie, that's a fun matchup, and that, that makes me excited
0: just thinking about watching that. I matchup. hope they do that for the Mavericks' sake because I think if they if they do that, then all of a sudden, who are you bringing off the bench? And then the Mavericks Carson pre- Edwards. Yeah, Carson Edwards. This is this is their top bench, you know, players as far as minutes. Uh, Grant Williams, Robert Williams. So the the Williams Bros, Brad Wanamaker, Carson Edwards, Semi um, and then a couple of rookies, Taco, <laughs> Romeo Langford, Vincent Poirier. I mean, they're just they're not a very deep team, and they play their they play their starters a lot. Uh, they have five guys averaging thirty minutes right now. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, San Antonio box score from the
1: other night, in which they really put it to San Antonio. You know, Hayward only yeah, played did. 14 minutes, but. You know, Tatum uh, had 33 minutes, Jalen Brown 32, Kemba 32, and then Marcus Smart 25. Uh, But they have a bunch of like younger guys that I like. I just think they're a year or two away from being a really contributor. Like, I I like Carson Edwards, I think he'll be a fine player. I really like Grant Williams. We liked him uh, in pre draft Mm -hmm. stuff uh, for them. But I don't, I want to like Robert Williams, but there's just, I don't know. The times I watch him, there's sometimes I really like him and then sometimes I don't. But, Oh well, can we can we play the what if of yeah. the Kemba thing that we
0: did off the pod yesterday? Oh yeah, one more thing about the the Celtics though. They're so they're seven and one right now. They're the they have the best record in the East. Uh, they have wins against they have two wins against the Knicks, another win against Cleveland, another win against Charlotte. They also have home wins against Milwaukee, Toronto, and then that big win against the Spurs. So four of those wins are kind of you know squishy wins, and then the the home for Milwaukee, home for home for Toronto, and then at San Antonio are a good wins. So, some people were saying early in the season, like, "Oh, the, you know, they're not very good. They have only beaten the Knicks and in, in, in Cleveland, but they've they've got some solid wins under their belt. Their only loss was opening night to the um, Sixers, who
1: are at full strength.
0: Wow! So they've won six straight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. So okay let's
1: straight. let's do the uh, let's do the guess the starting lineup. Let's yeah. say let's say Marcus Smart moves into Hayward's
0: spot. What what do you t- how do you t- think took a guesswork out of it? <laughs> <laughs> how do you think? Dallas. Oh, guess the Mavericks. Their, yeah, yeah, this this will go into our our first quarter thing. So we'll do this and then we'll move on. Um, so it, it's going to be Kemba, Marcus Smart. This is uh, our guess for the Celtics. Kemba, Marcus Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Tice. So then the Mavericks counter. Man, th- there's a lot of guys to defend on that <laughs> in, in that group. They're going to play. So Luca and Porzingis. I could also see him starting Grant Williams. By
1: the way. And leaving Marcus Smart. But anyway, keep going. Grant Williams enticed, though. I don't know if you want to do. I don't know. Or Ojale. Like, I can see him just pulling one of those guys and putting them
0: in the unit and leaving. Marcus I think Smart. this is a DeLon game, right? Okay. To match up with Kemba? To match up with Kemba. Unless it's Courtney Lee again, rolls eyes. Um, hey, if you watch tape, he might play defense on him. Really I think well. this is a DeLon and Dorian starting
1: lineup. I think they go back to that. Okay, so Dorian to guard Jason Tatum, yeah. DeLon to guard Kimba. Then you have Luca. I don't know. Guard Marcus Smart. I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. And who do you, then, who do you have on Brown? It? Then <laughs> that's that's the who, question. Who that leave it. What's it? Okay, we're assuming Dwight doesn't start, or and or Maxi. So we at the five with we think ice. they.
0: St- I think they could start Maxi, or or I don't know. This is so hard. They have started seven different starting lineups. <laughs> Like name yeah, names, I'd, anybody.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we could see first start of the season for Tim Hardaway, and I, I honestly could see that. Actually, I'll just go on limb. Actually, I'll do it right. That's I'll a, say that. That's a good call because Tim Hardaway against Jalen Brown. I yeah, sure. Let's just do it.
0: He just had the twenty point game. I think that this could be the, the first start for Tim Hardaway as well. So Delon, Luca, Dorian, Tim Hardaway, and Porzingis. Just start him yeah. at the five. That's our guess right there. Because you're not really worried about Tice. I mean, you might worry about him no. throwing some bows, but
1: can it? Can we just? Can we do like five minutes or three minutes of what we did on yesterday after the pod wasn't recording anything to where I, I was throwing at you? I'm like, can we imagine if we got Kemba? What the team would look like? Like how the rotate? Who would we not have right now if we got Kemba? Yeah, you so, wouldn't have. So in
0: the summer, if you guys followed along, if you listen to all our pods, which you should all summer. The Mavericks were really close to getting Kemba. If the Boston situation didn't open up, Kemba may have been and was was likely going to be a Dallas Maverick. Yeah. And so, if the Mavericks were able to, do, if the Mavericks did do that and followed through with that, they wouldn't have the depth that they do now. Uh, and so, let's go over, like Isaac said, the players that the Mavericks wouldn't have been able to sign or acquire because they signed Kemba. So, Delon definitely.
1: Yeah, because you would be bringing Kimba in at that max number, so he'd be making yeah. over thirty million. So, remember, you'd still have the rights to Maxi and Dorian. So both of those two guys are, st- are probably coming back because you had signed Kimba with the max, ba- you know the cap space. Gosh, it feels like a free agent pod now, and <laughs> that we did a million of, and then you had signed Maxi and Dorian after you had signed Kemba. But I'm just gonna go on a limb and say, DeLon Wright, Boban, and Seth Curry doesn't happen. If you get Kimbo.
0: Yeah, because they didn't really sign anyone else, right? <coughs> Everyone else on the roster was already here. And they had rights too. Porzingis, Dorian, Maxi, Um yeah, like Jackson and Hardaway and you know Powell they re signed, I guess. But they right, had extension. rights to him too. Brunson and Luca, they already had rights to. So basically JJ, your starters
1: minimum. Your starters at that point, you would be looking at Kimball Walker. You'd be looking at Luca, KP, Dwight, and then probably Dorian. Especially if you have Luca and Kimba out there. I would go out on a limb and say you have Dorian. Leaving a second unit with Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway, Justin Jackson, Maxi, And I joked about this last night, but honestly, that probably brings solid measure back at that point. In the Bobon spot. In the Bobon spot, as that, you know, as the third center, whatever you want to say. Still have Burrata. You still have Berea, and you and you have Salah at the uh, minimum spot right there. So honestly, I mean, like it, I know a lot of us talk about the depth and stuff, and I see, I could see, I could see fans start arguing both sides. Of it, like, no, I wouldn't give up DeLon Wright, Curry, and Beaumont for uh, you know for Kemba. I, I don't think see, a lot of
0: fans would think that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't okay. think so. If you think I just that like fans us, get tweet attached, me, tweet me at Nick Van Exit at Locked On Maps. If you wouldn't do that, essentially, it's a trade, right? Kemba Fort, uh, Delon Wright, Seth Curry, and Bobon. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that's essentially what happened. Yeah, because, I mean,
1: you think about if there will be a time this season in which Dallas, Rick Carl, and them will look at it and say, all right, we have so many dudes. We literally have like 11, 12 dudes that we're playing. Is there a condensing type of trade? You can go out there and trade three for one, two for one, whatever it is. And uh, anyway, that's just. I, With this, the first game against Kemba, it's going to be talked about some on the broadcast that they're interested in him, and Kimba's interested in them. He might even get asked about it uh, before the game, or shoot around, or after the game. I'm sure he'll probably say something very glowing about the Mavericks, saying, "Hey, I was really interested in them, but Boston just happened to open up, and it was a perfect you know situation." I could totally see Kemba saying something like that. So, or he'll
0: throw them under the bus and be like, "That organization is garbage. They wouldn't let Nerlens get a hot dog." And that just didn't sit right with me. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Boston. All right, coming up, let's get into the Mavericks' slow start. So we have a couple of minutes to talk about um, why the Mavericks have been starting so slow and how they could potentially change it. All right, Isaac. So like I said at the beginning, the Mavericks are losing one quarter. I went and I did all the, uh, I averaged you know how many points they're scoring, how many points they're allowing in each quarter, averaged them together, and they are. <laughs> It's wild. They're allowing basically one more point in the first quarter than they are scoring, and they had a, a quarter, they had a first quarter where they outscored the Blazers by 15. So that's pretty skewed. So they're getting outscored yeah. the first quarter a lot. Uh, all the rest of the quarters are are positive. What, which one do you think is the highest as far as differential from the other team? So like the third Maverick, quarter. It's a, it's the second quarter. They're scoring mm-hmm. six and a half more points per game in the second quarter. Compared to, compared to their opponents, third quarter they're only they're only outscoring their opponents by point one, <laughs> not a lot. And then wow. in they're they're actually exactly tied in the fourth quarter, twenty five wow. and a half to twenty five and a half. And what's the differential in the first quarter? Minus one, point
1: one. Okay,
0: so only quarter that they're minus. So that's the only quarter right now that they're in a deficit. The other ones, there the the second half, they're very close. Which is something, which is another thing entirely. But these slow starts, I feel like, you know, contribute a lot to the rest of the game. So the Mavericks are also, if you if the games ended after the first quarter, they'd be three and six, the opposite of their record, (laughs) which is kind of funny. Um, funny. The Mavericks, by the way, are also back to the number one offensive rating, one hundred twelve point eight. Let's go. So that I want to look at that Portland Trailblazers first quarter because that's the only first quarter where they scored more than thirty one points. And where they outscored their opponents by more than five points in the first quarter. Who do you remember who played that quarter? Who started? I do not. Know. That is the I mean, we've had seven different ones. So <laughs> that's the track. the Delon Wright, Jalen Brunson, Luca, KP, and Maxi starting five. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that you had the Brunson Delon, you know, starting in that point. But what really changed this whole this whole game uh the first quarter for them. Luca played the whole quarter. Christoph Porzingis went out at a certain point. He came back in with 3 minutes and 20 seconds left. They were tied 25 to 25 and the Mavs went on a 15 to 0 run to end the quarter with Luca KP, Dorian Curry and Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> oh. So, that could be your start if if they decide to go that route. That could be your starting five today. The ones that closed out that first quarter? Luca, KP, Dorian, like we thought. Tim Hardaway Jr., and then Curry. Maybe throw DeLon in there instead of Curry for, for defense. But Okay. What do you think about that lineup starting? Because they went on a, a good run that quarter and really helped them get over the edge.
1: Yeah. It's just so hard to figure out what Tim Hardaway's role is right now. And what and, Tim Hardaway and, you're going to get. Yeah, like what version? Because there's a side where you say, all right, you throw him in there, but what if you throw him in there and, you know, after six minutes of play, you know, he has six shot attempts and Luka and KP have a combined six shot attempts. You know, that's the stuff that you don't really want ideally. But when you look at the slow starts, I mean, I don't want to like jump on, you know, back on the whole like inconsistent thing or, uh, kind of what Tim McMahon brought
0: up to Rick. but like, I thought you're you were going to say the th- China trip. <laughs> yeah, You don't want to jump on the China. Somebody did that about the, the Sacramento Kings and their India trip the other day. How much longer do we have to wait for this India trip to be a thing? <laughs> That's
1: incredible. You know, last year they went to China and there's still lingering effects. <laughs>
0: uh, but, like, do you think
1: consistency plays any role in this, the fact that It is the first quarter, the fact that there has been seven out of nine games, a different starting unit to where right off the bat, there is no consistency. There is no, hey, we know exactly how these five guys, uh, how each other, we're going to start the game. This is what we do. Uh, Even though they started that one with Seth and Dorian, they've started it, what, twice, maybe yeah, it's one big, of the
0: only ones I guess they've started more than big once. Big time,
1: they started it more than once, but <laughs> big time. uh and I don't think the second time they started off that well, but it's still, I just I wonder, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it is if that is the answer or uh, or if it does
0: contribute I want to say that it contributes to it some, but yeah, I don't it's know. it's so hard, but it feels like every time the Mavericks go out in the first quarter, they have to refeel and readjust to what the lineup is going to bring and what they're going to, what they're going to do, what their roles are. I feel like every starting lineup feels like that. And I don't know, there, there's not, a, I, I think consistency matters in the first quarter. I think the rest of the game, I think, you know, substitutions, guys are going in and out at any given moment. Um, You know, the the bench has been playing well in those second quarters, which has helped them a lot, which is why they're playing really well in the second quarter. But the first quarter, yeah, the inconsistency in the starting five, I think, I think it's starting to show. And I, I think it does matter, but hey. I just laugh
1: at, at ourselves because going back to the DeLon injury in training camp, I mean, I feel like we said for three straight pods, I'm just so intrigued if DeLon, if he just has the starting spot just locked in <laughs> to where no one can take it from him while he's hurt or you know, it's up for grabs, you know, even, even though they did pay him, even though yeah. like he's slot in as a star. Well now entry or not, is there some games he's barely plays and it feels like everyone has that, you know, can, can reach that spot. Now Brunson, Brunson, DeLon, I thought they were just locked in for solid, you know, spots in the rotation for a guaranteed amount of minutes. And uh, this is the example of, Hey, if you're not playing good, you're not going to play. So, Sorry, we got another player that's not too far behind you that's going to get minutes, and
0: that's. It's interesting to watch that on the NBA level, kind of. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating to see. It's almost like a college team where if you're not playing well, you're going to sit, and you don't see that a lot in the NBA. Guys have their set rotations, and they play when they play, and they know that you know most of the guys know that they're not going to play walking into the game, and expectations are all set before and everything because there's so many egos to manage. But this team doesn't feel like they have a ton of egos on it. But you're never going to hear it, and this is what's intriguing. Like,
1: like, The players are not going to be open and honest about this. because These specific
0: players or NBA players? Because NBA players have not (laughs) been been shy about this so far this season.
1: Well, I I don't think there is a ton of great guys on this Mavericks team, but I wonder deep deep (laughs) down. (laughs) Rephrase that. Rephrase that. There is a ton of great guys. You said, guys I
0: don't think team. there's a lot of great guys on this Mavericks team.
1: Oh, no, no. I meant there I, yeah. There are a great, um, a great... Yeah, whatever. There are a lot of great guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, on this okay. Mavericks team. That's what I meant to say. You're and, <laughs> and But I wonder deep down if they're like, dang, this inconsistency like sucks. Like It's hard to prep for. It. It's hard to know. Like It's hard to get in a routine or a rhythm. But... When you ask them like I asked Jalen Brunson in the preseason why he didn't check in until the third quarter, he has the perfect great answer that they're trained as far as dealing with the media of yeah. hey, I, whenever my number's called, I'm ready to go and that's when I'm gonna play, you know, can't you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. He's the one player that that's
0: true about though so far. <laughs>
1: But I'm saying, like, I feel like you would get that answer from majority of the people on the team because that's the answer you're supposed to give. But I wonder deep down if the inconsistency of, hey, I'm gonna play 25 minutes one night, but 10 the next. I'm gonna come off the bench one night. I'm gonna start the next. I wonder if that gets to certain players. I I want to assume some players it does mess with them a little bit. Some players can play in any type of role. So. I, well, I we wonder d- how they truly feel. We about
0: just it. watched the greatest, the greatest Maverick of all time walk through, and he had a very specific, you know, routine to start games, and some of that was because he was was Deshaun Stevenson. Did <laughs> did walk you know, <laughs> no, uh, LeSean, what did he call him? Oh, well, Deshaun Jackson's out. Yeah, for Yeah, Deshaun the year, so. Jackson. <laughs> Harp called him the other day. Hey. But we just saw Dirk and he had this very specific routine to start games and to get ready, and some of that is because he was getting older and he had to get his body right. But the Mavericks of all of all you know teams should understand what it takes to get, you know, ready to start a game. And maybe they're just banking on well, all these guys are kind of bench players, so you just expect to come in and Yeah, it's fascinating to see. And this is something we might we may never know, because they could continue this for the rest of the season and have to be a playoff team. And, yeah, and be a playoff team, or they could change it. And, you know, then it fixes. And there's just so many factors going into it. But I think that does matter. I think we're starting to see that the changing and starting lineups all the time matters. So it'll be interesting to see what they do against the Celtics. Guys, we'll be back with the post game pod tonight, afterwards, and we'll be back all week. Thanks for sticking with us through the weekend. Great numbers over the weekend. We appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.